welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I am Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Oh, I like that. Uh, experts. <laughs> experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey, Kat, how was your week? It was good. Do you know what, though? I've been looking forward to this all week. I'm so excited. I have, too. I've like been in my house like, can I just record every day of the week? I know. It's like, I, do you know, I think we might get to a point in like 11 billion weeks when we're like, oh, fuck, we've got to do the podcast. But right now, I am loving every minute. Me, too. And I mean, A, it's talking about like one of my favorite topics, but it's also getting to chat with you. I think this is the most we've chatted. It's lucky because we've been such good friends that when obviously kids and work and marriage, we haven't really had that much chance to chat as regularly as we'd like. But now I feel like I'm kind of getting sick of you. Already. <laughs> this is like the first episode. <laughs> I know that obviously that's not true. But yes, it is our first episode. Although to be 100% honest, we're not entirely sure whether we're going to be using it because we're still waiting for branding. No, I know you can't rush the creative process by any means. So uh, yeah, yeah this right. could be the first process. This could be the first episode or maybe next week will be the first episode. Either way. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, I'm glad that we are recording because I think that this week has kind of been a good one on the reality TV circuit. It's been an amazingly good week. I think we've got a new show to talk about this week because The Real Housewives of Dallas started on Wednesday. We've got a new character because there's a new guy uh, on the block in Million Dollar Listing New York. Oh, that's true. He's exciting. Although I've honestly forgotten his name already yeah we'll, we'll look it up we'll look it up or we'll make it up we'll give him a new name yeah. <laughs> no he seems exciting so uh shall we just dive in then yeah we could just dive straight in so I think um we as you know well you probably don't know it's not a podcast that we are claiming to be mega professional are we no not at all I mean this is yeah. literally I think the third time we've recorded together and, and literally in our five minute, uh, what we very grandly called the production chat um, beforehand, we realized that actually going forward, it might be prudent for us to make notes on what we've watched because we were like, uh, can we remember what we've just been watching? Hence forgetting the guy's name, which has no basis on him as a person or his role on the show. It's just literally left my brain. And also, I mean, it's not the first one we forgot because before we would check it, I was like, oh, what's the guy's name, the drunken guy's name on Below Deck Med? And and Reagan was like, oh, man. And I was like, it's Curtis. And if it's not Curtis, it's something like Curtis. Anyway, we figured it out. It's Travis, which is obviously exactly like Curtis. (laughs) It's the same. It ends in is. Yes. And so anyway, what we're trying to say is that we're totally pro. We know everything about reality TV. And uh, yes, I mean, that might not be true, but we'll keep going forwards anyway. We'll plow on regardless. Right. And something that we've also just talked about in our tiny little production meeting was I think we're going to start chronologically. So um, let's go with what was on Sunday. So I think that takes us to the Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes, it does. And um we are nearing the end of this season. Like we've jumped into this podcast. I think we maybe have maybe a couple more episodes before the reunion start or maybe even reunion next week. Yeah. The finale is next week and then the reunion will be after that. So, um, so we're on the penultimate, we're we're discussing the penultimate episode tonight. 
Yeah, and I guess we haven't even talked about whether we're going to discuss reunions or not. No, again, we're so professional. (laughs) Well, Um, but yeah, I think we probably should because I think there's probably. I always find the reunions fun. Like I always find there's a lot to talk about in there. Yeah, I agree. I think you get a lot of reveals that you didn't actually know happened. Um, kind of behind the scenes stuff and then, you know, kind of get like their hindsight, which I think is always kind of cool. Yeah, because we'll be talking about the episodes and it's always quite nice when they go to reunions to see if they thought the same as we did. Because obviously the whole plan of this podcast is that eventually we take over from Andy Cohen. Yes, that is the master world domination plan of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we need to like cut our teeth on kind of dissecting the reunions at this stage so that when it comes to them handing us the Bravo mantle, we're already prepared and ready. You know what? I just had an idea pop into my brain, but I think we should maybe do a mini-sode on the reunions where we just focus on that reunion and uh, have a chat. You guys let us know what you think. If uh, That way, if you're into the show, you can tune in for the reunion. But if you're not, yeah. Also, excuse my very excited interruption <laughs> there. Um, we could do like watch parties with the reunion. Yeah, I think I think we should do that, and maybe even with the se- like the series finale or the season finale, not the series finales. Yes. I don't know. Yes, we can figure that. Maybe that's a little way down the line because clearly we're still trying to get to grips with simply recording <laughs> the podcast. So maybe once we've done that, we can move on to getting super tech. Yeah, and um, you guys write us in. Let us know what you think or what you would like to hear, because this is obviously not just the two of us having this conversation. It's all of us having this conversation. So email us at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com and let us know. Minisodes, yay or nay. Um, oh, we could also just do polls in the group, too. Oh, yeah, we can do that, too. Um, I mean, at least we hope we're not the only ones listening to this. Like that, like yeah. We really hope that there are other people out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope there's a tribe of diehard reality TV fans out there just listening and screaming, screaming out at us if we've gotten things wrong or that they totally disagree with us. I, I want to picture people in their cars yelling at us. It's one of those things people get kind of diehard about. Like they they know who they like. They know who they don't like. They know what they feel about stuff. It is a kind of TV that you start screaming and shouting at the TV when you're watching. So um, feel free to scream and shout at us uh, when you're listening to it in your car or, you know, on your run. Maybe not on your run. It might be weird if you're just screaming and shouting while you're running. But Yeah, but you could easily run and laugh at us. Like that doesn't look weird at all. No, that's that's fine. I mean, you know me, you know me, Reagan. I'm all for talking to myself. Like I do exactly. love a good talking to. Um, okay, so let's okay. start then with Real Housewives of Potomac. We're coming to the end of the season. In general terms, what have you felt about this season? Because it's it's kind of, I think Potomac is a little bit off. It, it's not the most well-known of the, of the uh, franchise. Yeah, I know personally, I came to it rather late. Like I've really only watched it the past... Two, three seasons, um, which I think is, I think I missed like the first two. I I could be 100% wrong about that. But anyways, that's what I'm going with. Um, But I really like it. I like the dynamic between the ladies. I didn't think I would. It took, it was a slow burn for me to get like really into it. Yeah, I think they've always got, all of them always have like that one character, like whether it's Bethany Frankel Frankel on New York or um, Vicky 
Gumball, whatever her name is, I forget, on the OC, who isn't there anymore. But um, I think in this one, there's a couple of those. Like there's um, Giselle, who is batshit crazy, but man, do I love her. Like she is, like I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her, but she's another one a little bit like Ryan Serhant from um, Million Dollar Listing that has really done some growth throughout the four seasons. Absolutely. I really like her friendship dynamic with Robin. Like I think... I feel like they are real friends outside of the show. I can't always say that about all the characters on all the different franchises, but I feel like they have they have a real friendship. And I think we saw that in this episode when Robin's like, you hurt my feelings, man. And she's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I felt like that was a super heartfelt moment and kind of an insight to the fact that they really are friends. Yeah, and that Giselle has really grown because she never would have just, like, handed over an apology willy-nilly before kind of going to see her therapist, whose name I forget. Again, I'm going to do a little bit more research and take a few more notes for the next one. But I really like the way that she talks about him and she's like been very open about that therapy. And you know me, I love, there's nothing I love more than a therapy session. So um, it's cool to see her go through that process and come out the other side less of a dick. Absolutely. I think for me, my benchmark of human growth is being able to apologize to people. Like taking it on board that you were a dick and being like, you know what? I was an asshole. I'm sorry about that. I will do better next time and actually do better. Not be like the perpetual sorry machine that um, not to like bring in another franchise that we see from Ramona, who just like hands out Ugh. sorries like it's raining at the strip club. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like to see like an actual real life apology and then like some change. Yeah, me too. But talking about Robin, I feel like I really want to discuss her relationship. Yeah, I think it's really strange. And I don't know if it's because I didn't watch the first couple seasons. I don't I don't even know if she's in them. Like, again, poorly researched chat <laughs> headed your way. She is um, in them. She's in. She's like an original. OK, so I I think she and her husband were married. Then yes. they got a divorce. Yes, because he and was having affairs left, right and center. Ah, OK, that makes sense. But so so to fill you in, so they divorced, but they never. I mean, tell me what you think of this, but I'm not a big fan of keeping kids in the dark about shit, but they never right. told their kids about the fact that they were divorced or that they were separate. Anyway, they continued to live together. And I think they continued to live together when they absolutely were not together, but they kind of re- grew back together and living together and eventually I think they've kind of found their way back to each other which I mean I really honestly want to believe in that as as a fairy tale ending but I just don't quite I just can't quite get on board with it and it isn't that either of them are particularly shady in fact I really like Robin it isn't that even I think her husband's that shady because from what I've seen, seen of him he's really nice but I just don't understand how you can how that's possible yeah I mean coming from a family of very divorced people pretty much everybody um rather than just slightly divorced yeah no 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 they're majorly divorced um (laughs) (laughs) like 100 percent divorced right I mean my parents were were I mean my parents couldn't help but be very open about it we all knew what was wrong and what was going on um as kids, probably not the full extent of what it went through, but I don't know. I mean, on some level, 
I understand not telling very, I, I don't know. I want to say, like, I kind of understand it. Like, if they are, like, doing the work and doing therapy and trying to really work it out together, I mean, if that was kind of the thing that happened, like, stuff happened, they decided to get a divorce, but then still wanted to work on it. I, I don't know. I guess it's totally This confusing. is the thing. Never mind. I don't know. Like, we why don't get know. a divorce? And we don't know. No. But here's the thing. Why keep it from the kids and then put it on a massive motherfucking television show? Right. Like, I mean, obviously that discussion has probably had to happen again because aren't they talking about getting remarried with the kids yeah. involved? Yes. I mean, all of this stuff. I mean, I guess they... The thing is, I like Robin and I trust that she's a great parent and I'm sure that they've handled it. But it just from the outside looking in, it's a weird setup. And I here's my stance. I really, really hope that it is the fairy tale ending and that they've just been super mature and modern about it and it's all worked out. And I really hope he doesn't dick her around again. I think that's where I'm coming from. I think I'm kind of protective of Robin. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I get that. I think... I think as women, we're all very protective of other women who have been scorned or hurt. And we kind of want to like just be there for them and be like, no, you don't need them. Like go off and do your own thing. But um, I don't know. I, it, relationships are so much more complex than I think what we can see on on the reality shows. And it is also up to them on what we see and what we don't. So who knows? Maybe there's loads of therapy behind all of this stuff and who knows what else is going on in lives? Not saying that that's an excuse to cheat or anything like that, but I don't know. Like I, I, I'm in your camp. Like I hope it works out for them. I hope their kids are great, and um, this is a new chapter for them. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, how beautiful did the Bahamas look in this? Oh episode? my gosh! I want to be there right now. I was like, why? Why can't we just uh, record the podcast from the Bahamas? Not right now. They're going through a terrible hurricane at the moment but um oh yeah of course they are and uh, obviously do you know just to keep this all on track and in one thing on um joao from below deck has just uh launched a huge campaign to help the people in the bahamas uh suffering from the after effects of the hurricane so um if you are interested in helping and you want to do everything that you can go and check out joao's instagram account from below deck he's talking all about it in fact i caught a little snippet of Insta Ben, who is Chef Ben, doing a live with him this morning. So there's lots of stuff going on if you want to help in the Bahamas. Um, I like Definitely. the way that all tied up nicely. Yeah, I was also going to say, research who you donate to as well. Like, make sure you're donating to people who give directly, not to massive organizations who are paying overhead. Um, there are a lot of kind of grassroots people to donate to. And I think Joao's probably connected to one of them where yeah. all the help goes directly to the people who've been affected because they've been decimated. Water was crazy high and hurricanes are scary, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad, like... How beautiful to live in the Bahamas, but it definitely comes with its with its risks. Um, totally. Anyway, listen, let's get back. Not that I am obviously playing. I'm not playing down what happened in the Bahamas. But right. um, if this was a podcast about hurricanes in the Bahamas, we would be on track. But we're not. We're way <laughs> off track. So we're coming back to um, Housewives of Potomac and uh, Crazy Katie. Yeah. So she just up and booked it. I mean, I think there's a lot of things going on in her life during the time of filming that weren't shown on the show, but was kind of playing out in social media about custody of your kids and all this crazy stuff. And I think, um, yeah, she's I think she's a little fragile. Like I said, I didn't watch the show before, so I never saw her. So she was first. Previous. She was like an original in season one and she was 
bonkers then. And there is, I know she's going through some stuff and I know she's fragile and it's difficult and all of that, but pre the stuff and pre all of that, she's always had a touch of the bonkers about right. her. Like she's not, um, she's not, she, yeah, she just, she just beat, beats to the march of her, no, marches to the beat of her own drum. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Right. Um, so uh, she's kind of one of those people that I never really warmed to as a character. And um, and as much as I feel for her going through her stuff on the very shallow level of entertainment in terms of Real Housewives, I just find her kind of hard, like crazy to watch like there's a lot going on for me no I totally agree with you there I don't think she kind of keeps her story straight I think she's all over the place I think she talks a lot of shit about everybody I mean I know she's not drunk all the time but it's kind of a bit like that that she has that sober drunkness about her do you know what I mean like there's always a little bit of me that's like are you like secretly sniffing meth in the back room because there's (laughs) something weird going it's that kind of she's kind of got the crazy yeah Yeah. she's a bit manic She's manic. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's a lot of there's a lot anyway. Um, yeah. So she just upped and left. But what I thought was really funny is that. Um, so they wake up in the morning. She's not there. And they worry. I mean, I'm kind of like, well, didn't she just left? Right. Right. But I think the deal was she didn't check out of the hotel. So they didn't know that she just left they just didn't see her stuff but she was still checked in so i think they were worried on that aspect did like something happen to her or um yeah like just they just didn't know what was going on until you see that conversation with production and giselle and then they found out that she had indeed left the hotel and she was on a flight and just booked her ass home um, and we still don't know. I mean, we know that she's got the shit going on with the custody of her kids and all of that, but we still don't really know what exactly pushed her to go home. No. I don't think it was anything within the group necessarily, because obviously she'd made up kind of pretty much with Ashley by this point. I think it, it it feels like it was something else going on or just in herself. She was just like, man, I need to get back. I can't cope with this shit. Yeah, I just think it's too much. I mean, I think when you've got that that level of real shit going on in your life, um, maybe committing to a show is not necessarily going to be like helpful for you. I mean, I think I don't think it was right of Ashley in previous episodes to be like, you're not strong enough to be on the show, but I think she raises a really good point. Like you gotta be on your game with these ladies, man. Like, I don't know. Like, and if you're not a hundred percent, then maybe you shouldn't like, maybe if you're preoccupied, you're not going to kind of show your best light or even be able to really, interact or be present for the show yeah this reality tv show is not for the faint-hearted like god no you have to have big balls jesus like i'm on instagram a little bit and the the bullshit that you can get on that just being teeny tiny little insta wanker on there is a lot like you really have to toughen up and so i think if you're going to be on that show uh, and you've got all this stuff going on. It doesn't feel like the smartest move to sign up to the show if you're in the middle of a custody battle with your kids because there have been instances of spouses of people on shows using that against them. I'm Excuse me. I'm sorry, everybody. You're not here, so you don't know, but there's the sun streaming right into my eyes. <laughs> concentrate. Um, so I think... She's probably made the right decision, um, but I, I kind of feel like I wouldn't be gutted if she stepped aside and just kind of took herself out of the Real Housewives of Potomac situation at the moment. Because I think that anything 
negative that happens is always going to come back to her fragility and she shouldn't be in that position. Like, no. we don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, nobody wants to, you don't want to kick a sick dog, right? Like, no. I mean, you don't want to kick any dogs, but you don't want to <laughs> kick. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to kick like, you know, something that's sick or beat up on, you know, something that's defenseless. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we see there. Also, I just don't feel like as a watcher, I'm connecting with her at all, like because it she is all over the place and she's obviously preoccupied with stuff going on. And whether she knew this stuff was going on or not when she signed up, if it happened in the middle, like, you know, I don't know if I'd write it out. I may pull a Vanderpump and just like peace out of there. Oh, Queen Vanderpump. Yeah, but I, and I think as well, that's the thing. I think as as somebody who's kind of, uh, you know, I, I talk a lot about mental health. I talk a lot about anxiety and depression, things like that. Katie strikes me as somebody who is mentally fragile at the moment. And I don't want to see... Like, I am all for those people who have signed up, who are not taking themselves too seriously or who are putting on a show for reality, like Lisa, whoever it is. But right. if you're fragile, I don't want to see that play out on reality TV. I don't want to see a real life no. breakdown play out. Yeah, on yeah. TV. I mean, we, we I think everybody just wants someone to be, you know, feel better and, you know, kind of rectify those situations going in their lives or work on them. And that be what we see versus the meltdown. That's all yeah. a little too much. Yeah, it feels a little unsafe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we are, we left the, that episode, I think we left it still in the Bahamas, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we were still in the Bahamas, but one big thing happened was between Karen and <gasps> Ashley. Ashley. Oh, I can't believe I was about to like sort of... Sign off from Real Housewives I, I was a little bit about to sign off without talking about the crazy Australian. The crazy, the craziness between the two of them. Like, I don't think Karen is like the most on top of it either. And I think they both handle things <laughs> atrociously. Like they are neither, all on this one mad as a box of fucking frogs. Yeah. Like neither. And I think especially these two, I think they handle confrontation in very awkward ways. Like they both get loud as fuck. And it's just like, just calm. Like, just take it oh down. Oh my like God. Can we decibels. just talk about you're how in the lobby. Hard. How hard did you laugh when I can't remember who it is? I want to say it was Candice, maybe, but she was like, can you all stop shouting? The white people are staring. Oh my gosh. I quote literally howled. That was my favorite quote of all time. Yeah. She's like, you know the white hun- people are staring. Right? Cause you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're also famous and being filmed by a math. Like there's a, a film. Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd all be staring anyway, times. but we're really glad right. you've put on a show while but, you're here. Oh my gosh. Like they just like, I don't know. And I mean, I, th- I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of emotion behind these two stances and like, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Ashley and I don't know if that makes me sound like a terrible person, but, um, I think knowing Karen's story about her assault and like where Karen is coming from with like saying, well, just because charges were dismissed doesn't mean, you know, but she's not Michael. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's innocent. And I do honestly think Karen's coming from like the way she explained to her later on that, like she's in her corner. She just wants to make sure this dude is okay for her. And I mean, I don't know how, genuine Karen is being at the moment. But I think that's the point that it falls yeah. down to me. Like, I think what she's saying, like the words that come out of her mouth make sense and don't sound bad. 
But I know Karen. She's she's a manipulative bitch, essentially. Right. And well, I just don't trust her as far as I can throw her. I understand where she's coming from, but I don't think she's got anybody's interests in mind except her own. Honestly, that's how I feel about Karen. No, I, I think you're probably exactly right. I also, I also think it's probably nice for her to have, like, somebody else in the spotlight after, like, all their tax issues where she was in the spotlight, like, last season <laughs> about all her craziness. Like, I think she's just happy that, like, She's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Ashley, and, and I'm conscious that we have to move on a little bit, but um, but Ashley, I think we'll probably come back to it, uh, certainly in the finale, because I think it's probably going to be a bit of a role. I do feel bad for her about her dad. I felt that that was all very, very heartbreaking. Um, but I think that we can't ignore the fact that that really influences that relationship that she has with her husband. Like, Oh my the, gosh, yes. It's like, like textbook daddy issues thing going yeah. on there. You don't marry somebody that much older than you if you've got like a super like a super strong relationship with your dad. Like, or you it, might do, but if yeah. you don't have a super strong relationship with your dad, it's definitely this right. is all connected. Like, it's well, messy. It, you know, and it's not even the age difference; it's the messiness. It's the messiness yeah, it's the and messiness. the control and like. Yes. I, I don't like Michael Darby at all. I don't oh, trust no. him. He Makes creeps my skin me out. Crawl. And and I think. She's actually a pretty. Lo- I think Ashley's a pretty lovely person. I think. Yeah, she's she smart. Has I her think moments, she. But she's I think she's pretty she could good at self-reflection. A- yeah, yeah, and it, it boggles my mind that like she's stuck this relationship out. Yeah, me too. Admits all these control, like the control from him, and just I don't know, like the will, we will only have kids if I say so kind of stuff. Like I, I just don't. I don't like him at all. And obviously these allegations have been thrown out. And in fact, uh, we're not going to go into it because I, I honestly don't know enough. I mean, I've read it, but I can't, I can't remember. But I did read something actually that does suggest that production had misedited that. And they have since apologized for that. You know, that like behind the scenes clip. Right, where it's like, right. Where he has them not to hey, do Hey, don't that. touch me or that's not okay. Whatever it is. There's, there is something very shady that Bravo production, not Bravo production, the production company they've hired. Uh, anyway, go look that up. There is some stuff. I think, yeah, there's some gossip. Um, and uh, and if we were really pro and well-researched, I would have all that ready. And I'm starting to realize that I probably need to make sure that I've got that. That's okay. Again, uh, but for this episode. time, it's a little bit of homework for you guys. You can go and check that out. Um, all right. So that's Potomac. I'm excited about the ending of that because I think it's been a good season. But um, I think we should move on to Below Deck Med. Excellent. And just real quick, one thing I was going to say is um, when we do like mention articles and things like that, we'll post them up in the group if you you know want to read more about it and things like that. I think that would be a nice way to continue the conversation in a different platform. Yeah. And if you have any, if you see any um, articles about the things that we've been chatting, then post them in the group as well, because we'll definitely be checking it out and coming back to it. Any gossip that you find, let us know. Um, Absolutely. We're all over that. So Below Deck Med, which rapidly is becoming one of my favorite reality TV shows oh of my all freaking time. I think it has the perfect blend of personalities, closeness, craziness, with the staff, they also have these insane charter guests, which are brilliant, and the locations. Oh, my God. And also, I like that none of the actual characters are mega wealthy. Like, it's nice to take away from that. These are just normal people. And I watch it with, like, a sense of kind of deja vu a little bit, because when I was uh, about, I don't know, younger, 20, 21, um, I did, like, a season air. I did some, like, season air work, but I did it for um, a Lux, Lux, Lux ski company, 
uh, and I was in Courchevel for a year and I basically was the equivalent of a, of a stew, um, but in a chalet. Uh, I didn't last very long as a stew, actually, which probably won't surprise Reagan. Um, wasn't much <laughs> into like cleaning toilets. Cleaning. So eventually they made me a maintenance man and a driver, which was way more my speed. Um, <laughs> but I can really recognize that thing of having these guests and the things they ask. And you can never say no, like whatever it is they want, you can never say no. So it's re- I just love this show. I do too. So what did we see? I mean, I feel like this episode was mainly it. Ben's kind of real debut at being a chef with like those crazy burners that never worked. Like, I know I would go insane. I, he's so patient, but listen, I have to be honest. I really fancy Ben. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. A he's like the campest straight man I've heart. ever met. Maybe yeah. except from my husband, but maybe that's my thing. I just go for gay straight men, but he is literally like at first I was like no I definitely am not gonna fancy you and then the more it goes on I'm like oh my god I want to marry you like oh yeah I don't even, I, like I literally fancy the pants off him absolutely and I love that he's on both of the below decks like he's been on some seasons yeah. of below deck with the Captain Lee he's done a few seasons you know with Captain Sandy but he is so lovely and his food looks incredible yeah, he's really one of the best consistent chefs that we've seen on there. But right. also he's just hilarious. I love his style. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. He, he, he's like, I, we see him sleep with a different woman every season. And still, I love him. I'm, I want to high five him, him rather than punch like, him in the face. They're all friends. I know. He's just this guy. He's just got the best soul. We lo- Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. Big love for so- Chef Ben. So I'm really pleased he's back. I'm glad the crazy Russian's gone. She was cuckoo. Yeah, and poor Anastasia. Like, she definitely was thrown into something. I mean, I think she did really well for being thrown into a job she had never done before. Yeah, but she got a little bit big for her boots right off the bat, didn't she? Yeah, I think she was knocked down a few pegs, too. Like, I think we definitely saw, like, you know, she was getting so much praise, and then it just, like... Also, how much do we love... um, Again, with the name and the memory. The New Zealand girl who talks about farts and poop. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And she's so clever. Like, she's super smart. Super smart. funny. She's super down to earth. Like, I love her. And I love the little relationship between her and Jack. I know you too. And I really want to, I sort of wanted to hate him at first because I was like, stop being such an arrogant asshole. But now I love him too. It's the Justin Bobby thing, right? Like, if you just look at him, he is very good on the eyes. Like, he's super cute. He knows it. And he kind of comes off that way. But I think we've seen throughout the season that that's not actually who he is. Like, he he is that way on the outside. But as far as, like, caring for people and giving them their heart, I think he said something like he's only had, like, one serious girlfriend and... Like, and he's like waiting, they're both waiting to have sex until it's like a real thing. And I was just like, but also, but unlike, unlike Justin Bobby, like the guy has heart and soul. He's not dead behind the eyes and he's not a bag of bollocks. So, um, which is essentially how I feel about Justin Bobby. I've become very like, you know, ranty about him. Anyway. So Jack, I love Travis slash Curtis. Um, (laughs) Travis, your new name is Curtis. I just want to give him a hug a little oh, bit. Oh, man. Like, I think he's battling something dark. He's battling some demons. And the thing is, is that he's he clearly has, like, a drinking problem. And I don't know if you can distinguish between being an alcoholic and having a drinking problem. I think you really can. I think you can have a, a troubled relationship with alcohol, but not necessarily be 
the classic alcoholic that everybody thinks. And I think that's what he has. But um, but when Ben Chef is telling you that you're that when Ben Chef Chef Ben, Chef ben. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Just to be clear, like we record this on a Friday night for me and afternoon um, in the US. And I've been working all day, so I'm I'm struggling some I struggle sometimes with the words into the it's sentences okay. thing. Um why we love you. Chef Ben, if he's telling you that you're drinking too much, you're you're probably drinking too much. Um, thank you. Like, and I, you know what? I'm someone who totally understands chasing the buzz. Like, I have that issue too. Like, I don't, I don't want know the party. what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't want the party to stop. I want it to keep going. I want it to keep going forever. forever. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, I it'll He's be interesting to see him in the reunion and see how he feels watching what we've watched. Yeah, I agree. And I think... Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a thing where he's got he's had like six months to look back on it and to see what's going on. Um, so, yeah. So in this episode, we had Chef Ben with the burners, bless his good heart. And basically, Travis just getting unruly and drunk. Yeah. Was oh, there anything else? Well, what's his face hurt himself? Um, oh, Colin. Colin. He's so Little lovely. Colin. Colin is just too damn sweet for this world. Yes, he is. Yes. Like, yes, I is. just want, I just. I think he, Captain Sandy just wants to take him into her bosom and give him a big hug. His bosom. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> when, when, uh, when it started the season and obviously Colin from last season didn't have to contend with, with the crazy that like the British and the Australians brought, which is a very different crazy to kind of the wholesome American family love thing that Colin comes from. Like these guys are just pissed and willy wanging and teabagging each other and you know (laughs) they're doing all of that stuff and Colin literally does not know where to look and I want to wrap him in cotton wool and put him in my pocket and carry him around with me and keep him safe (laughs) just like that's how I feel (laughs) it's like it's almost just like it's like watching a puppy in in like a coliseum with great hungry lions right He's not built for this world. But, you know, but it's not even his first season, though. And that's what I find no. really interesting about him. It's like, dude, you've been here before. But, he, but last season, he didn't have the kind of crazy party party vulgarity that that this kind of combination of Aisha, Jack and, and Curtis slash Travis has brought to the table. So I think he's a little blindsided by that. But I do think he's settling in a bit more now. Um he seems to be fine. I think despite all the odds trying to leave breaking his wrist or not, you know, I think he's going <laughs> to yeah. last the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he is just one of the sweetest people ever to grace the Bravo screens. I agree. One thing I want to say about Travis's drinking that I do think the show captures really well is we actually see a more human side of Hannah. Because, like, yeah. he reminds Hannah, like, of her brother and, like, she really wants to take care of him. And I see, like, I feel like we see the Hannah behind the stew, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Hannah has a lot of walls up. Like, yeah. there are, like, I can't imagine what I it mean, takes she, to break she's those done down. This job she's funny. For like 10 years. Yeah. And she's funny and she's sweet, but she's, like, used to being on her own, doing her own thing. I think she's very clear about what she thinks she wants out of life. And there are a lot of barriers. I think it's very hard to get to know the real Hannah. And I think you're right. It's been kind of this whole Travis thing. 
That's right. It's not Curtis. Yeah, is it? it's no, it's Travis. Travis. Okay. Now I'm now I'm completely lost <laughs> on the name. I'm never going to remember this. Right. I'm never going to know which one's right. <laughs> so I think this whole thing has helped kind of galvanize her a little bit into showing a little bit of her. But she's not great at being vulnerable. She's not no. great at saying sorry. You know, she's like, she just needs. I yeah. think she needs to get out of the season thing and start living her real life eventually. But for now, she's fun and. I sort of feel like she's somebody I would totally want to hang out with and drink with, but I I don't know if I could get close enough to call her a mate. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think she'd be good fun to like work with and drink with. And there's obviously something there because obviously Captain Sandy keeps like having her be her chief stew. And so there's I think there's some sort of connection there. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if we kind of ever really see her be vulnerable. Yeah, Aisha, on the other hand, I would drink with all day long. Like, she, I want I her to roommate, be my best like, friend. I would flatmate with her. I think Me too. she would think be an be amazing awesome. flatmate. So we did that. What's next on the list? Somebody tell me what I'm doing. The Real Housewives of Dallas premiered this Wednesday. Oh, my God. This Texas, is, hands y'all. down, going to be a great season. And the who again with the names on the Friday evening. Okay, Leanne. so the, the drama no. between Leanne and Deandra. Is going Leanne on. and Deandra. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of worked that out. Again, I, mean, I trust I think for real. nothing on Leanne's face. Like she no. is, I don't know what to do with her. But she cracks She's terrifying. me up. She is terrifying. Oh. She comes from a carnival background, which always creeps She's me out just a little bit. Um, yeah. but she, Does she have she small hands and smell of cabbage? She's scrappy as fuck. She's scrappy. She is. She'll That's exactly bitch. the right word for her. She would. And she would definitely, she's got a shank somewhere. At, somewhere. At any, in like, her hair. Within reach at any given minute. I think yeah, it's like woven got... into the extensions. That's why she has such long extensions. There's weapons in 100%. there. 100%. Not afraid to whip them out. No. And she won't even blink doing it. And she'll be pissed that she got blood on her Jimmy Choo's. Like that is, she terrifies me, but she is great television. Yeah, um, I And totally if agree. I was Deandra right now, I would be... Like, I would literally say and do anything that it took to make her not want to stab me. Yeah, I don't think Deandra's all that innocent either, though. I mean, I think this is what you get. Um, speaking as a Texas woman, I grew up in Houston. Um, you don't you don't get the surface like. I think the surface could maybe be meek, but I think Deandra would cut a bitch, too. Oh, I think yeah, for sure. I think they're cut from the same cloth in a lot Let of ways. Let me tell you. I think anybody who ever tried to come between Deandra and her trust fund, she would fail in a heartbeat. And I like, I genuinely was a little taken aback because that relationship with her mom is fucked up. Like not just a little bit, that is completely 100% fucked up. And when the producer said, would you consider like, relinquishing this getting out of this relationship with your mom and getting rid of the trust fund just so that you could be happier and not have to live with all of this she's like no she's like I have done this for 50 years I'm waiting my trust fund out yeah I'm in two minds because there's one of my minds that 100% agrees with you like if your relationship is so shitty and it's all revolving around money like take the money out of the equation and then maybe you can be your true self however Deandra's also 50 And if she's lived her whole life knowing that this trust fund is there, you know, damn well, she's not like saving for retirement. Like, but how fucked up is it that she is 50 and she still hasn't got her trust fund? Like, don't most people get a trust fund at 21 or? Well, what I wonder is if it's 
not necessarily a trust fund. Like there is a tr- like a family trust, but once her dad died, it went to her mom, and when her mom dies, it then goes to her. So I don't know if it's necessarily like a trust fund, quote unquote, like that kids get when they turn eighteen or thirty or whatever. I think it's more of like a family trust, family money that went from her dad to her mom, and then when her mom dies, it goes to her. So I think I think it's a really fucked up thing that her mom even holds that over her because actually it's not her mom's money either it's her dad's money it was set up for a reason like i think that's really shitty so i don't know like i think it's hard and not to mention the fact that after all the promising of the company and yes you can have it and no you can't and then she finally gives it to her when it's on its ass and it's literally like and deandra and she actively hid that information from deandra before signing the company over to her and deandra isn't and i get it like deandra is obviously afraid to confront her mother because of the trust fund issue but also because i guess she she's, she's also just scary wants, she just Again. wants her mum's approval essentially right, right. and it's um, her only parent i mean her dad died yeah, by suicide and then her other died dad died you know passed away it's just her and her mom like that's the only family she has other than her husband jeremy and it's it's a real fucked up southern dynamic like it's a very matriarchal powerful thing i think it's ridiculous that she finally handed over the company when the company was fucked but then also demanded that like 60 grand and her expenses be paid from the company and then when she was asked about i was like oh no i don't need that money it's just like you're a dick. Uh, once the cameras were rolling, you mean? Like once the cameras were rolling, she was like, oh no, of course I'll do my good bit and give you back that money if you need to reinvest it in the company. Yeah, But sure. I think Deandra also- play, it was like, well, we just talked about this and you said no. Like I thought that was really interesting um, on yeah. the show. Yeah, I think Deandra got the measure of her with that. But that is really dark. Um, I, in this show, obviously we're right at the beginning of the season. I adore Brandy and Stephanie. Their friendship is so on the That's real. That's another one that I think yeah. is totally real. One, Yeah, no, it, it completely is. Um, I think they drink, they fight, you know, they fell out last season, they made up, and I think it's been like a really strong bond ever since. And I actually think, because I never really like the way some of these shows kind of try to bring two people together and we'll talk about it and we'll all be okay. But I really appreciated it coming from the two of them because they had been there and it was like no you guys really need to talk about this and move on like it's possible we did it you know we hurt each other tremendously we're able to kind of put it to bed and move forward and create something new and but I just don't know if Deandra and Leanne really want to do that because part of me is like if they did that would they still be on the show like I know, right? That's what what they're there for. They're there for the drama, right? Like Leanne (gasps) is there for the drama, but um, oh, go on. What that was a very excited. (gasps) I love the new housewife from Guadalajara, Mexico. Oh my god, I can't remember her name. That will come as a shock. Carrie, it's Carrie with a K, and she knew the the old Carrie with a C. Yeah, yeah. So Carrie with a C has left the Real Housewives of Dallas. I'm sure we'll see her in some sort of friend role um, this season. But Carrie with a K from Guadalajara, Mexico, is a doll. I'm in yeah, love with she her. Yeah, she is. She's ace. I really like her too. Um, and and 
Yeah, and I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna cause some trouble though. I think her and Leanne are eventually gonna go head to head. Well, I think but, she's gonna call her out for all the Carrie stuff, and I think she's already said that she has. So obviously, she is not. She's not the person to sit there with her mouth shut. Like she's the lady that's gonna say something, and that's always good TV, and it's always good to bring on a housewife that already has those connections and already knows those people because she can kind of come in and just be like, "What the fuck." Yeah, she's got she's got something she's got something to play with as well. Like coming in cold and she doesn't know any of the background would be like a, it would take her a while to warm up. Whereas she's like coming in hot, um, hot and, and drunk. <laughs> Brandy's kids just make me laugh. Like that kid where she was like, she's like, I really tried to stop embarrassing you, and she was like, Who says you're embarrassing me? You're just embarrassing yourself. I love sassy southern children. Oh my god, I love sassy kids. I mean, I don't love it when it's my own kids giving me sass, but when I'm watching other people's kids give them sass, that it's that kid is brilliant. And girls give it so much better than boys. Like I have two boys, so I don't I don't get the girl sass. Um, but I love it. I feel like I'm, I'm getting it through the show. I also get it when I come visit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you gets, come visit me, then you get yeah. the sass. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see how the season unfolds. I think, I don't think this alliance, I don't think this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you like reconciliation. So, yeah. I don't think it's going to last for very long. Oh, we'll it's see. no, I don't even think it really lasted till the end of the get together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, and then OC. Oh, yeah, we skipped OC. <gasps> we did. So that I know, let's do OC. Okay. Um, talking of growth, we like to see growth in our characters on reality shows. And I think um, Shannon uh, is probably up for a little bit of a you did well medal from us today. Absolutely. I think she's really reconciled the shit that was going on in her life for the past two seasons. I think her relationship with her girls looks good, like seems really good. Her relationship with herself is so much better. Cause I think even when they were married, even when she and David were married and on the show, like he was she just, just another controlling fuck. Yeah. Oh, and he was just 100%. a control. He was another weird. There's a lot of weird husbands on this. Like definitely David, her ex-husband, Shane, Oh my Emily's god. husband. I want to punch him in the uh, in the goddamn is, face. Like it, I think this is kind of forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the first time where there's been such a shitty relationship or or shitty development in a relationship that has been so openly on camera. I know that Gina's was very much off camera. Um as was Shannon and David's really. He wasn't I mean he was in it but but to see Shane be so blatantly hurtful and cruel, so refusing to engage, so disrespectful yeah. to her. And we all know this comes from a place of like small penis syndrome. Like this guy 100%. feels completely intimidated by his super smart, super successful wife. He can't even pass the bar and he's being a dick to her because of it. And she needs like, I've been trying to figure out what's happening. I've been doing some Googling and I... I can't really, I don't think that they've separated, but I could be wrong. And if you out there know any different, then let me know. But um, if they haven't, I really hope that either he has turned it around or she is about to get rid of him because he is disgusting. For the sake of her kids, if nothing else, like they are watching this man denigrate their amazing mom. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge Emily fan, but like. No, me neither, but I don't really want to see done that. A lot with, like she's done a lot with her life. Like she's a kick-ass lawyer. She has three great kids. She's a great relationship with his mother. 
So part of me is like, Perry, get off your ass and smack your son around. Like, Well, this is the problem. Geez. I think she's just like, he's the apple of her eye. And I think she's, I, I can't imagine. Well, they're also She seems Mormon. like such a, well, I like, mean, I don't know enough he's about Mormon. it. But. Yeah. So he's Mormon. And, and in that religion, it's a very like male dominant religion. So as much as I want to say, like, why doesn't his mom like smack him over the head? Like, maybe she doesn't feel like she can. Like, maybe she doesn't feel that's her place. I don't really know if anybody out there knows more about Mormonism and why Perry won't smack the shit out of her son for being a dick. But to be honest, know. if your only explanation is, well, in the Mormons, there's a hierarchy and men are better than women, then that's not going to really wash. Right. But, but I but I, I will have to say, I mean, I don't think we can really just come like the Mormon religion, a religion, like it is more cultish than I think like being church of England or Methodist or whatever. Cause all those religions are male dominated. They all are. It's like, I just listened to um, an episode of my favorite murder, which is obviously one of our favorite podcasts. Um, and, uh, they were talking about Scientology, uh, and I think it was Karen that she was like, if you're in Scientology, you're in a cult, call your dad. Um, and it's a little bit this. I mean, but you, you can't know, call your dad if your dad's in the cult, too. No, that's true. <laughs> and if he's not, he's a suppressive. Anyway, we don't. Anyways. Um, I know way too much about Scientology. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he is. That is a toxic, toxic relationship. And he doesn't even seem interested in the kids. Like, it's not even like he, you come, he wants it doesn't come across that he wants to spend time with the kids. He just wants her to cook her a meal and put the kids away. And like, he doesn't want to spend time with like, any Did of you them. miss her? Like even for fucking television, just say, of course I missed her. Don't go. No. I didn't like him last season when he like lashed out at, um, Gina for drinking on a poker night. Cause that's odd. Heaven forbid you do that. I mean, come on. And then, like, when he attacked uh, Kelly, too. Like, he likes to attack and belittle women. He he shit in my book. Also, he's kind of small, and I think, like, that has... He's he's a really tiny man. There's and, definitely a Napoleon um, complex going on there. Yeah. Hitler, I think, was also small. Not that I'm saying he was small, that he's Hitler, but, like, men who are small, who haven't been equipped with the right sense of self-worth, just turn out to kind of be dicks. Totally, totally. And and you need to cut that out of your life. Like Emily needs, to, I feel like I want Emily to realize she deserves better out of a relationship than what she's in yeah. currently. Yeah. I mean, I have like Colin from Blow Deck in one pocket. I want to pick up Shane and put him in the other pocket, but then like Smush stuff face. that pocket with like tissue paper so he can't breathe. <laughs> I just but got I just a really a like dark, sick yeah. vision of like a hamster like <laughs> trying to crawl out of like all this paper or a rat. A tiny little Shane like on a, on a on a wheel. Ah, let me up. Anyway, that's yeah. good. We digress. Um but yeah, Shannon took them on the on the thing. Gina, I really feel for at the moment. Oh, She's man, going through she... some shit. And you know what? Like Shannon is is it is probably taking everything in her to not tell her that I told you so. But when Gina last season was like, we're going to do this divorce really friendly. We're totally amicable. Um, Shannon was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love that their friendship has evolved to the point where like Gina feels like she can really turn to Shannon. And I think Shannon's doing a really great job of, yeah, not saying I told you so. Obviously we all didn't know like the true extent of like the affair and things like that, that was going on kind of behind the scenes at, on that season that we know that this season has. So I've really liked seeing, I've really liked seeing Shannon being okay with herself to welcome new people into the group, because I feel like the past three seasons when new people have come in, Shannon hates herself. So she's hated them. 
Um, And it's really refreshing to see her being so secure in her and her friendships that she can really be like a shoulder for Gina and open to Bronwyn and make and up then with Paul Kelly. Bronwyn who, yeah. And then Paul Bronwyn who got caught out in the lie. And I felt for her cause oh. I think, I think I really like her. And I think that that's one of those things. It's almost like a panic lie and you do it because you don't really know. She's in a very overwhelming situation, like oh, with a and whole load of season. really kick-ass women. But then I also get that it's a red flag for people like Tamara because as much as Tamara is always kind of on a knife edge for me, I can't decide whether she's really, really sweet or really, really bitchy. But Because um, she does love to talk a load of shit. But she is, you know, I guess she's she's going to be a little bit defensive. She's in the public eye as it is. She's got shit that could get shared. I think the people in her inner circle, she's probably like, well... If you're going to lie to me off the bat, it's a red flag. I kind of get that. But at the same time, I didn't like that in front of everybody, like making Bronwyn feel like shit. I did not right, like that right. at all. No, I think they were both in the wrong. Like Bronwyn was in the wrong to lie. And I mean, I think what was been was really great was seeing her kind of interact with her mom and like, you know, well, I think I lie because I, you know, don't want to let anyone down. And I thought is it that Dr. was really- Jen. Is it is it Dr. Jen, her mom? I don't. I don't remember what her mom's she is. Name is. Me, she is brilliant. Burning Man changed her life. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm scared to go to Burning Man. Not Me that, too. I'm sure it would be great, but I feel like it's kind of transformative in a way that I'm not ready for yet. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe in our sixties, we'll 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 go to Burning yes, Man. Yes, that's 60s. when you do Burning Man. Yeah, I think. Um, but I, I thought that was really nice to kind of see her as a whole person and see her kind of take on board. Like, I did lie. Why did I do that? And like, really try to think about what she did versus just blow it off and, and continue on. So I think I think Bronwyn will be a great addition. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the season. And she's got loads of kids, man. Oh, man. Do you know, you took the words out of my mouth. Like, she has got seven children. And like, that makes <sighs> like it makes my. It makes my uterus ache, but it also just makes me want to give her the biggest high five. Like to it do, makes my to uterus want to jump out children. of my body. Just say like yeah. this. <laughs> and throw itself in front of the nearest car. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, massive props to her and her husband for like keeping their relationship spicy with that little like pied a terre that they've got, like the little apartment for them, which is a brilliant is so idea. So sexy. If you can afford it. Um, which I don't like. To be able I, to afford I it can't. and have seven children. Like, Babe, I can barely afford the house I'm living in, let alone another one to just have sex in. Exactly. But I like that they're keeping their relationship spicy and they've got seven kids. They seem like great parents thus far. They also have a lot of help, which I think you have to if you have seven kids. Like that yeah. is a lot of, I mean, you're like five people overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where this season is going to go because we're still quite at the beginning of that season. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still really new. We also meet Kelly's new boyfriend, Doctor Brian. So we'll see where that relationship. Which, goes. Which, according to social media, it doesn't last. I mean, oh. if you're following her on social media, it looks like she has a new guy. Also, it feels a lot like she's kind of like this guy's a plastic surgeon, so now I'm going to marry him. Right, right. I need. I, I want free plastic surgery. I mean, I'm not judging. Listen, you know I married for love the first like time. Nice the second time, I'm going to marry for money. Like, I, let's be clear about that. But he does seem like a nice guy. But I, I according to social media, I don't think yeah. it's the one. Ah, um, so we'll have to see. And then because we're very short in time, and also um, I can hear my kids starting to kick. Okay, off, but that's fine. So um, million dollar listing, New York. Oh. 
I mean, everybody's having babies this season. I know Steve Gold's having a baby. Yeah, I mean, Frederick Luis is having a baby. I mean, that's it. They've all got babies now. Other than the new one, who is Tyler? Tyler, well done for like you're on the spot research there. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, who I like, I like a lot. I do too. I I think. I don't know. I, I like like his story. I like the weight loss thing. I like him, you know, really wanting to try to improve himself and not judging anybody for doing whatever they want to improve themselves. I think he's I think we need someone who's not having kids in this season, because I think, to be honest, I've been drifting a little bit because it's just like, OK, yeah, everybody's having kids like oh, the market sucks in New York, like. What's going to be exciting this season? So I think it's great that there is a new real estate agent. I mean, it doesn't detract from my love of like Ryan and Amelia and Frederick and his husband and maybe, you know, Steve and his girlfriend and them having a baby. But I I don't know. That's kind of know, my I life hate- day to day. I wish it was my life day to day. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no, no. But, but like just the having kids and in, in yeah. that aspect of it. Um, so yeah, I, think I don't it's go nice to have I, a difference. Yeah, I don't go to a million dollar list in New York to see kids. Not that I'm not delighted for them all, but like I like the interaction between the agents and I like seeing them kind of bust each other's balls and all of that. And it was nice on this episode. You know, Frederick is just like I can't help but love him and I and I think perfection what it what it is with Fred Frederick is he's obviously so great at creating this character I think probably in real life he is probably still quite a lot extra but I don't I actually think he's just a sweet guy and who just has this crazy who works his ass off man I mean like they've got twins so there's two kids at home with his husband, like his husband's an artist, so he's painting and Frederick's flying all over the world because he's got offices everywhere. Like it's a hectic lifestyle, man. But yeah. And at the end and just on Frederick, at the end of this episode, it was exciting because I get to see the crossover with Million Dollar Listing L.A., which I'm really excited oh, to come yeah. back on. And I don't know when it's coming. And if I I, I think I I could probably Google that, but um, I have put I some feelers out to find out. out. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think they are. Yeah. But I do, I, I have kind of an in on yeah. the LA million dollar listing LA, which I'm not going to spell, but essentially no. I've put some feelers out to get some, uh, to get some inside scoop. So that would um, be amazing. I can't wait for it to come back on. I know it's one of my favorite. I love Josh. I love them all. So I think next week we get a little taste of LA as well, which will be really, really fun. Um, there was no Luis this week, but next week is the big baby reveal. No Luis, yes. The baby reveal, which should be interesting. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and Steve Gold and I feel like we should probably start with Million Dollar Listing next week because um, We've we're kind of short on time. But I don't know if you can hear my kids screaming. I can a little bit, but that's okay. That's that's life. Sorry about that, guys. That's kind of um, yeah. how we roll occasionally. Um, so yeah, let's do Million Dollar Listing. Let's pick it up next week. We'll, from we'll reverse order next time. We'll reverse order next week, yeah, and yeah. we'll make more notes, and we'll be more prepared, and we'll be Absolutely. way more pro. Um, before and, we end, are you binging anything um, worth talking about that's not reality TV? That's just a normal show? Uh, well, it, it's not reality TV, but I am binging a documentary at the moment, which um, you and I haven't talked about, but I know that you have seen it, called Lorena, uh, oh. which um, 
It's really funny because for some reason, this whole news story, I'm literally the only person in the world that has never heard of this news story before because I said to Jimmy, Jimmy's like, what are you watching? And I said, oh, this documentary about this woman that cuts her husband's dick off. And he went, oh, Bobbitt, Lorena Bobbitt. And I went, yeah. what? How did you well, know? She was the butt in- of so many jokes in the 90s too. I mean, growing up in the US in the 90s, like we all made those jokes. But for me, watching that documentary, I got really upset at myself for making those jokes. And I don't... Like, I, do, I got really fired up about that documentary. But you know what? Like, let me finish it and we can yeah. come back to it next week because totally. I will have I will have done it. But that is, I'm kind of binging on that at the moment. And I did do, it is reality TV, but I did do Revenge Body. And you know what? It's okay. I, I can always enjoy a before and after. Chloe is hands down my favorite Kardashian, but this one made me not like her as much. And... In a nutshell, I kind of feel like the only thing it teaches you is that if you've got the money to get a trainer six days a week and have your food delivered to you, then you can lose 50 pounds in 12 weeks. But it's entertaining and I'll probably keep watching it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's I don't think it's I don't get the sense that it's that. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's coming from like my own background of working my ass off and and losing a lot of weight at a period of my life um, where, you know, I didn't have a personal trainer. I didn't have my food delivered to me. Um, But it's kind of the determination to make changes. I think what I like about that show is that as you watch it, it is about losing weight. But I think she touches on something that a lot of people don't really think about. And it's kind of the reasons why. It's like the internal change that I think I find way more compelling than the workouts and like the food stuff. Um, I find that interchange in people kind of inspiring. Like I, I like watching people who change for, you know, change for the better. And it's not just their outward appearance. It's kind of their inner outlook on things. Yeah. And I think that's the most interesting thing about it is kind of the, the weight loss is but hands down the least interesting thing for me. The, the other stuff that they go through and figure out the journey they go on is great. So that's kind of what I've been watching. What about you? Totally. Um, I'm binging The Affair because I started it ages ago when it first came out and since then have had another child and didn't have it showtime for a while. So I couldn't watch any more of it. Um, And this season, um, the fifth season has just come out this year and it's going to be this like the end of the series. So I got on binging it. So I'm now up to season three and... It just blew my my brains for season okay. three. Like, I'm gonna, I thought I'm gonna I knew go the story. I thought I knew the story, and then like season three has changed changed everything. So um, I also have some questions about it. So if you want to post in the group, um, if you are a fellow affair watcher, I would really like to chat about season three, or maybe we'll just get Kat on board and I can talk to her about it too. But um, I think the acting is superb. I love Maura Tierney. I love... She's um, hands down my favorite. I love I her. love Dominic West. I I thought he was okay in The Wire. I thought The Wire was overrated by the time I actually got around Me to watching too. it. Also, I um, could never understand a word anybody was saying. Right. But I do like him, and I think that's um, super interesting. I also like Joshua Jackson, who's from Dawson's Creek originally. I like yeah, seeing too. him as a grown-up. I really like him, and I was going to say that he's somebody that... I, I always fancy like he was my crush on Dawson's Creek. I do struggle with the affair to see him as a grown up. Like I still think of him as kind of being a teenage. Like that's my struggle with the casting on that. Yeah. Um. See, for me, he kind of reminds me of like, I mean, I didn't grow up in Montauk, but I grew up in in Texas. And he kind of reminds me of like the Texas like ranch dudes, like 
old family money or not money, but family land and a really strong connection to like where they're from. Like, I don't know. I think he does that really well. And I think that's that character. And I love Ruth Wilson who plays Allison. Like I, I never, I really struggled to like see her as like an object of sexual desire. Like I don't, I don't think she's like vampy hot chick, but I think that's kind of cool about her too. So anyways, um, if you watch the affair, let's chat about that. So that's what I'm doing uh, now. Yeah. And so talking about that, we've got the Facebook group, which is TV. My husband hates. There is Twitter, which is not TV. My husband hates, which no. I made a mistake on the last time on the trailer. It's actually TV husbands hate because they have a, uh, character limit. Um, we are on Instagram as well, TV My Husband Hates. And if you want to send us an email, it is hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com. Um, did I hit everything there? I think you did. Okay, awesome. So that's right. been our first maybe episode, maybe not episode, but thank we'll you so see, much for listening. Fun. And uh, we will be back with some more reality TV chat next week. Bye. See you next week. Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.